0: This is a headgum podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Hey, bell babies, uh, Ryan here. I want to talk to you guys about cereal, breakfast cereal. Growing up, I you know I loved it. I was blocked by my parents from getting the stuff I really wanted. Occasionally, we we take like a family trip or something, and my mom would get let us get the variety pack. And my sister and I went ham on that variety pack. And so when we could have it and, but it's, you know, it's sugary garbage. My mom knew that. So she's limited in what we could do, but I, I would say we could get away with it at the time when you're little, we were certainly, you know, being active on these family vacays. So doing these little snack boxes of cereal didn't hit us too hard, but I miss it. Kind of want to get back to that. I miss that nostalgia. I miss that crunch. I'm watching my carbs now. So I've, I've in a sense become my mother you know, policing myself on how much cereal I'm allowing myself to eat. And that's, uh, and that's why finding magic spoon has been such an incredible discovery. It's a cereal that has zero sugar. It's got 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Okay. Now you're asking, what is it? What, are, what, what are the flavors? Rock, um, pine needle, uh. Cardboard? No, the flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And when I tell you guys this, it it tastes amazing, and it's honestly too good to be true. It's not hyperbole. It does. You will not believe it. I was stunned at how good it was. True. I mean, I eat it just like I eat handfuls of it. You don't need to doctor it up. It's good on its own. The, whatever. So they've figured it out. Ingredients are really clean. They're really healthy. I've looked at it. They keep it simple. You know what everything is. There's not a lot of hard stuff to pronounce, nothing weird or scary or chemical in there. Uh, it's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low-carb. It's GMO-free. Whatever your restrictions are, they got you covered. Uh, my personal favorite flavor, this might surprise you, is blueberry. I didn't think it would be. I like all the flavors. I was really excited to try cocoa, and it certainly didn't disappoint. But the one that stunned me was Blueberry. Blueberry just scratches some goddamn itch I got. It's so good. I mean, I'm laying out on the couch, streaming shows, wolfing down hand fistfuls of blueberry like a freaking monster. You guys, you're gonna love it too. It is truly too good to be true. You will be surprised. Go to magicspoon.com/dumbbells to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to get free shipping. John Gabrus did that. He used dumbbells he got free shipping. He and his wife are cracking into those boxes of cereal, Magic Spoon and, and enjoying themselves. Uh, and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So that's magicspoon.com/dumbbells and use the code DUMBBELLS for free shipping. Use it, save, variety pack, treat yourself. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, only it's just Ryan Stanger right now, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bio science. So please keep in mind that we're not doctors, never claim to be. Just a couple of dumbbells who love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours. Yo yo yo! How's everybody doing out there, Bell babies? It's big Rye on the horn, flying solo. Uh, you could tell by the adjusted intro that it's just me. Uh, Eugene is taking care of some family stuff. He's okay. Uh, I'll let him tell you guys what's going on if he chooses to later. But everything's okay. Nothing to be worried about, but you can send him some positive vibes if you want, if you believe in that. If you believe in vibes and you believe in sending it to him, you want Eugene to have them, I think he deserves them. Send them out to him. Uh but anyway, it's it's his to tell. So when he comes back, I'll let him tell you guys what's going on if he chooses to. Uh but anyway, it's just gonna be you and us. You and me. Um, you and us. We're off to a, a rough start here. It's just gonna be me, I'm flying solo. Uh, it's right before Thanksgiving and this was a little bit last minute, so I wasn't able to put a guest together, but we're going to have a good time. Um, you could tell by the heading of this episode, it's Stanger's weird gym tales. I'm going to give you guys some, some origin stories and tell you some of how I came to be a personal trainer and my experiences in some of the gyms I've worked out in. Um, and then I'm also of course going to answer some questions and give you, give you guys some good info. <laughs> uh on diet nutrition exercise all the good stuff all the reasons you tune in and we still say tune in even though you click in i guess or just subscribing just comes through your phone you guys look at your phone a lot i uh i'm, I'm tethered to mine right now i'm tethered to this goddamn phone i've actually got it out now cuz i'm going to re- be reading some questions but it's it's a little out of control um I did, you know, for those of you that know, I did get hypnotized to help me with some weird late night eating stuff that was happening. (laughs) That was one of the wildest things I've ever done. It was great. I had a great time with it. And it did fucking work. I did get better. Uh, It did solve that situation. I'm wondering if I can go visit Mary Elizabeth Holmes. Well, probably not for a while now, but, I mean, you know, maybe when things uh, cool out a little bit, I can go visit her and she can get me off looking at this phone all the time. Does anybody have any good tips for, for? and I'm not even like a crazy social media guy. You guys know, I mean, there's fucking tumbleweed rolling through my Twitter. There's cobwebs, there's tumbleweed. There's like, there's like kids that found it and got up close to it and blew dust off of it. Like they discovered it and they're like, Whoa, what's this? It hasn't been used. And they blew dust off that some of bitch and like brushed it off and it's a clue to some kind of treasure. I mean, that's how unused and old my fucking social media is. Mine personally, Eugene dabbles with the the dumbbells and so gets some shit out there to you guys. But mine personally is a fucking full on, you know, child adventure finding old artifact situation and in regards to the oldness of it. Um, But anyway, I, so I'll just like, look at my Instagram, which I don't really post on. And just like in mindlessly scroll scroll through stuff and look at their options for me to, you know, to check out <laughs> what they think I should be looking at, which is a real embarrassment. i you know, what I'll do is I'll look it up right now and I'll read off some of them. I'll describe some of the images I'm seeing. Maybe I'll post it on my old dusty social media, no guarantees on that. Um, okay. So this is, this is optimized based on what I've looked out, what I've looked at, um, and what they think I'm into. I've got a picture of uh top left corner. I've got a picture of Schwarzenegger and Mel Gibson together. And it's crazy Mel Gibson with his big white beard post, you know, horrific meltdown and racial statements. Next one over is um, Patrick Dempsey then. And now <laughs> then I've got, okay, this is running territory. I've got like a, like a guy doing a work, a real fit guy doing some workout stuff um, you know, running specific training for individual leg strength. I've got uh Gerard Butler and uh his family. And it's not it's not even his Instagram. It's called Gerard Butler dot my god. Um so it's some kind of Gerard Butler fan thing. I've got like a TikTok um in this movement corner of like a girl with a with a big butt jiggling her butt on a TikTok. (laughs) Here's a here's Brad Pitt. Uh, is the next one with um real long hair it's the one that's been circulating around where he was helping people out uh, and everybody's all nuts for it where he's smoking he's got like a red belt on and he looks real cool i like his out. i, I couldn't pull that outfit off but it looks cool i've got another uh, you know attractive female but it's it's ig fitness born so it's not just straight up weird horny stuff it's it is fitness related um i've got uh, a picture of the royals I've got a, uh, let's see here, a foreign thing of Emma Roberts pregnant. I've got Leo DiCaprio talking to like a kid, like at a basketball game. And then I've got Sean Connery uh, and his wife. And from 1986, I've got that one, that kid, Lucas Cage, that the director who who talked about how small his apartment was, <laughs> that was a wild thing these poor people with their tiny little apartments. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. But it ended up being kind of positive for this kid. Lucas cage, I think is his name. like, it seems like a good kid, like a good long haired kid. He had a funny joke on it. Um, and he he seemed like he was having fun with it and people really supported him. Anyway, that's it. You know, I got to tell you guys, I don't know how much I'm, I'm looking up the Royals. I don't know if I've ever done that. Um, And Patrick Dempsey's a real mystery, but it really is nothing, nothing enriching and nothing really to be proud of. There's some football stuff on here, some more fitness stuff. I'm surprised there's not more fitness stuff and, you know, and some, and some horny stuff. If I'm just going to be completely honest, it is on there. Nothing crazy, you know, pretty straightforward, forgivable stuff. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be horrified if my mom saw it. You know, nobody would think like, Jesus Christ, what's going on in this sicko's mind um, with what he's looking at. Uh, So there it is, guys. I don't know. You know, maybe it's good to just kind of um, cleanse like that a little bit and just expose what you're looking at. Tell some folks and, you know, make sure it's something you're proud of. I mean, mine is, I'm not proud of any of this. This There's fucking shit. What a bunch of fucking garbage. What a waste. What'd you do with your life? I, you know, I looked at Dempsey then and now I got a, a shot of a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a split kick up in the air by a statue of himself. Hey, here I am doing a split kick by a bronze statue of myself. Um, but you know, Van Damme's out there. He's posting at least that motherfucker posts. I, it, he's probably posting more than he's scrolling. At least that's active somehow. Hey, Twitter, I'm here to tell you guys about the new film I'm having fun doing a new film. Meanwhile, I'm not posting and I'm just, I'm just consuming. I'm not creating at all. I'm just consuming like a fucking rat in a dumpster, just like a raccoon in a dumpster, just consuming garbage content. The dumpster of Instagram is all this garbage that I'm consuming. All right. Anyway, that's enough about me. So let's start things off with a uh with a question from our Instagram. Um actually, you know what, I'll pull from our uh, from our email. If you guys have a question for us that you'd like us to answer on the air, you can reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. You know, you can spend a little more time, you can write a couple of petty griefs. Um but you could also reach us on social media, the aforementioned social media. I I will be checking. We know that. Um, and we are at the dumbbells across all the platforms. Real proud of ourselves for getting the dumbbells across the board. You know, as like there's more and more like population increases, it's harder to get them handles. So you got to go deep um, or you got to get in early. And so I think we got in early and we went a little deep. We added the, the in front, which, you know, is a little bit of a buffer. I think dumbbells was um was a no go. Um, okay, so this this is uh, so we had to go the dumbbells to clarify. But I like the dumbbells. I mean, that's what the podcast is called. This uh, this guy this guy is Kyle. He sent us an email. Kyle says, "I live in Chicago. I live over there in Chicago. <laughs> you motherfucker! You, I live in Chicago." Uh, doesn't say that. Joe Pesci says that in Casino. And I walk my dog 30 to 60 minutes every day. I don't have a yard, and it's often the only quality outdoors time I get. Now, because it's getting colder, and I always wear my mask, most of my skin is covered, except my neck and the sides of my face. As we continue towards winter, I will cover up, cover up even more of the remaining skin. Do you think my body is absorbing enough vitamin D every day? Um, and he goes by Kojak. Uh, I said, Kyle... Um, Cause it does say Kyle, but really he signed it as Kojak. It's pretty cool. I like that. You signed it by Kojak. Uh, tricky man. I mean, yeah. So, you know, most people will tell you that you need, you need a decent amount of your skin exposed. Um, so just getting that neck, uh, you know, it's just, it's straight up harder. Uh, I mean, if you can get 15 to 20 minutes, um, to, uh, absorb, you know, and that's really all your body can take at one time anyway. So you sh- shouldn't be baking out there in the sun, but you know, even if you, so people that don't know, even if you're ingesting vitamin D orally taking like vitamin D three and K two, one of those supplements and tinctures or something, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you still need a little sun to kind of actualize it in the best way. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, get the, um, get it in the food, you know, make sure you're, you're either supplementing with it. If you wanted to eat it, you know, good fatty fish, salmon, wild salmon's the best tuna mackerel. You can get it in mushrooms and eggs. I think. Yeah. Um, they have vitamin D fortified foods. Um, but that's always a little dicey. Uh, but I, you know, salmon is, is the best way to go. And, uh, you know, as far as times of the day or, or supplement, a high quality supplement 10 AM to 3 PM is optimum. Um, that's when the UVB rays, whatever is out there is the most intense. Um, and it's also, uh, you know, your body is supposedly more efficient at making vitamin D at this time. So, man, I would just, you know, be like fucking Sherlock Holmes for that sun. And when that time happens, see if you can get it on your arms um, at least, you know, or like the tops of your thighs, <laughs> Tr- tricky to do when <laughs> I mean, you're walking your dog out there. And I know you're kind of beholden to that work schedule and all that shit too. But, uh, you know, it's, I think, unfortunately we all just have to take a little bit of a, a hit, um, you know, in those winter months, um, and, you know, just make sure that you're supplementing it. Uh, man. It, yeah. It's, it's a real, it's a real fucking dilemma. Um, but really, you know, if you think about it, you know, 15 minutes, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what to, yeah. Frigid winter. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Get it from your food sources. That, that, that's my, that's my advice. And then you're covered there. God, not, not a strong way to start for big rye. Uh, you know, with a tricky question like that, that I, that I really couldn't answer, but, um, you never go, you're never going wrong with, you know, good high quality supplementation and vitamin D three is a great one. And then also, you know, making sure it's represented in, in high quality foods and then just, you know, do your best. Uh, you know, people have survived worse, obviously. And, you know, there are, there are people that live in the, you know, extreme climates that manage to thrive. So, um, you know, you will be fine. Kojak. I do love a question. Let us know if you figure out any ways to kind any tricks on getting that sun, but, Man, yeah, I would say if you make hay while well, the sun shines, get a T-shirt on. Um, okay, so w- where do I start with some fun gym stuff for you guys? So I guess I should say I, uh, I when I left college, I was done playing football. I had done some some program and periodization uh, for women's sports over at Cal, where I played football. I don't know if anybody's keeping score on that, but. I did play college football. I am worried about my brain at this point, but it is still important for everybody to know that I did play college football. Um, I, I was doing, so I, I, I couldn't play my, my senior year. because I got a bad injury, uh, tore part of my abdominal wall off the pelvis bone. And uh, you know, couldn't, I was out for the season, couldn't play. So to keep my scholarship, I did some, some workout design. I worked with the strength and conditioning um, coaches there. And he was just kind of like a like a hand, like an extra hand, and would you know put people through some workouts and do some workout design, so i I decided I wanted to move out to l a and my grandpa just died, and so I was living with my grandma. I thought maybe I wanted to do some acting and commercials and stuff. I had that fantasy i had, I had like a hard time saying that that's what I wanted to do for a long time. I would just kind of you know I would just real sheepishly say like ah you know maybe." I- somebody told me about commercials or something, but in my mind, like I, I fucking wanted to do it, but I would be all, I, I would, I really soft player template. I don't know. Some guy said, maybe, you know, you could do commercials or maybe wouldn't it be crazy if you just did commercials or acted or something. I don't know. I'm personally, but- <laughs> Yeah, just being realistic. But I mean, in my mind, I was like, I want to, I'm moving out to LA. I want to go do this. But it, it was also it timed up to where my grandfather unfortunately passed away. And my grandma maybe needed somebody in the house with her. And so she lived in Southern California. And I just didn't really have any idea of the geography of Los Angeles. She lives in a town. She lived in a town called Palos Verde. She's Palos Verdes. She's moved to Orange County now. But I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's in the scene, LA. Great. So I moved out there. Now, mind you, it's like 40 minutes out of LA and then a few hours with traffic. (laughs) I didn't understand the traffic here. So I mean I might as well had moved to fucking Pluto in regards to like being close to Hollywood. Um and so anyway, I'm I'm living with her out there. She had this room for me, like a guest room that was very grandma esque. It was all direct it was all decorated with yellow. Like all like crazy yellow, yellow walls, yellow bedding, um, real crinkly yellow bedding with like frills and shit and like a tiny little bed for like uh, for people that w- humans just used to be smaller. When my grandma decorated that motherfucker, because this bed was it was it was I mean, for a, you know, a slight person. And I was, a you know, I was a big son of a bitch at the time. And so I was barely fitting on this little bed with all these doilies and shit on it. And, uh, and she would wake up real early, <laughs> trying to sleep in, well, lazy ass trying to sleep in good morning. And uh, you know, in this yellow room and shit. And so I was, just, I, I just wanted to get a job at and start working and think, I thought maybe I could, um, I could work as a trainer and that would be able to, you know, supplement myself. Uh, and I'd have kind of an open schedule to, uh, to, you know, pursue my secret career of acting. <laughs> and so, I went to some 24-hour fitness in Torrance or something that, that was nearby and so started the kind of process on that. And then I did. Um, I started working with these kids that were. I had a, I had a cousin who's younger than me and she was still in high school at the time and she was a real good soccer player. And so I started giving her some workouts because I was doing that at Cal um, to help do sports-specific training for her soccer. And then so that kind of took off and a bunch of other parents wanted to get in People do it all the time now. Uh, it's a, it's a thing to where they hire coaches for their kids and they train them in strength and conditioning so they can get a scholarship or whatever. And so at that time it was fairly new and it just, it ran away from me. I had no, I didn't know how to organize it. And you know, there was too many people and I, you know, I didn't even know how to bill the people and I, you know, just bringing me cash and I'm losing the cash. Just got loose money falling out of my fucking gym shorts and shit. And, uh, you know, if I, I, if I was smart about it, I probably could have turned it into a nice little business and, you know, kids would have gotten some good instruction and I could have made some money and, um, not have to freeload off my grandma so much, but I, you know, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was hanging on by a thread and, um, and I, I kind of wanted to get in a gym space. I didn't want to be around kids. I wanted to be around, you know, people that were working out and, you know, actors and stuff. I was real obsessed with that. I mean, look at my goddamn Instagram. It's, you know, Dempsey then and now (laughs) it's Gerard Butler. Clearly I'm Hollywood obsessed. So I wanted to get in this gym and you know, to be honest with you guys, this, this 24 hour was a little Mickey mouse where I was going. Uh, but it was my only option. It didn't feel very glamorous. And so I, I started training there. I, I started the training to be a trainer there. And so they, they, have their own kind of in-house thing that was called apex or something like that. That was, uh, through ACE or something that, you know, the 24 hour corporate put their trainers through. So you could have whatever other certification you wanted. Um, and then you'd have to, you know, or credentials. And then on top of that, you would come in and do like their weekend course of whatever their thing was apex or something that, you know, just taught you the basics on how to train somebody and not injure them or kill them basically. And so, uh, at the same time, the guy that was a fitness manager there wanted me to do national Academy of sports medicine, NASM, uh, you know, that from the Aaron McGowan episode, that's another company that, that trains people to be trainers, uh, where you do your online kind of education and you take extra classes and then you go ultimately test. And, uh, so that was, that was the best and still one of the best at the time. It was really cutting edge when I did it um when i was doing it for this 24 hour fitness job so i was i was doing that while i was starting the orientation process at this 24 hour fitness and so i had to go the only the guy that was the fitness manager there wanted to get me on the floor training people because really these these especially like a corporate gym like 24 hour fitness they just want to make money they're obsessed with money they're always trying to teach you how to upsell and they had like shitty supplements they wanted you to push and just a bunch of fucking garbage and get people on these auto subscription and, you know, the the bar, you know, they had their own bars and the bars were garbage. And, uh, and so they're always, you know, the, the sales teaching you how to sell is just as important as if not more important than any of the kind of training instruction. So this guy wanted to get me selling for him as soon as possible because they have all these goals that they want to hit as far as, you know, training retention and numbers and all that. And so uh, I had to go – the first available classes I could do uh, to to start the program, you go for like a weekend or two weekends, was – the only location they had was in Rancho Cucamonga, which is like a punchline of a name. It's a real place. It's a fine place. I have no issues with Rancho Cucamonga. But I feel like whenever anybody is hackily trying to think of like a weird place, like, "Why, why don't you go to Rancho Cucamonga? Uh real place, fine place, no issues with that. Very far from where I was. I was already on Pluto with my grandma. And then I had to drive out to Rancho Cucamonga to take these classes for, you know, this this Mickey Mouse job at this 24 Hour Fitness. There's some I think it's changed a lot. There's amazing trainers at 24 Hour Fitness. It's no knock on that. And they they've they've updated and evolved. But this at this time in this specific location was it did feel like a joke. Um, I'm just being fucking real. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Uh, and so I, uh, <laughs> I saw so I'm commuting out there and like, I told you guys, I didn't have, I didn't have my shit together at the time. So I'm commuting out there every morning, uh, to do these classes. And it's, you know, it's, you have to be there at the, at the crack of fucking dawn. And cause it's all day. And so I would have to wake up at 4:30 in the morning to make the drive all the way over there to make it on time. By six or whatever it was and you know traffic's a whole situation in southern california i'm sure you're i'm sure you've heard the jokes about that it is real and so the first day i barely made it by the skin of my teeth and the guy that was running this this rancho Cucamonga group did not like me not a fan did you ever just feel like somebody i mean this guy just sneered at me like he, he really gave me the stank face big time and he had like this, this guy was like, um, had an interesting sideburn situation going. He was kind of like, I think he was a rockabilly guy, but he was wearing like a 24 hour fitness polo shirt and khakis. But in his spare time, he's a rockabilly guy. I'm sure he's demanding that his girlfriend wears a poodle skirt and they're going to fucking diners and shit. I, whatever you do is a rockabilly. This guy was doing that nothing wrong with that either. Just a noteworthy thing about this guy. So he would, you know, he had to put on the fucking corporate costume when he was working for the man, 24 hour fitness. But at the same time, he's still going to style his hair rockabilly style the big pompadour and, uh, you know, and teach us how to fucking upsell people on garbage supplements. Uh, so anyway, I was, I made it in by the skin of my teeth and this guy kind of warned me and, when you're in your early 20s, it's a weird thing to where you're, you're starting to feel like, hey, I'm a, I'm a grown man or a grown woman. You know, I'll, this is, you know, I'm happy to be here and I'm going to do this and I will respect your rules. But at the same time, I'm not a little boy anymore. So, you know, back off. So I'm sure I didn't kiss his ass the way he wanted me to. and. <laughs> The next day I was two minutes late. They knew it was a special thing to where we're oh we're going to have this Torrance guy come over. It's we want to get him on the floor. This is the only place they knew I was making in a, a fucking incredible commute. I mean, this fucking commute was like the, was the uh, Pacific crest trail, the trail of tears. I mean, we're talking long, long, long way, wildly long for me, especially at the time being the, the, you know, hanging on by a thread kind of guy that I was. And so, uh, so I was late the next day and the guy, the guy said, no dice, I'm locking you out. You can't come in. Wouldn't let me in the door. I saw, I mean, I'm right there. The guy's got the door open. I explained my situation. I apologized, wasn't happening. And so, uh, I told the fitness manager guy from 24 hour fitness, I called him. And so he was pissed. He wanted me in there. This guy was. This guy was on my side. I and I liked this guy. Uh, and it just it wasn't going to happen. He he tried to call the guy. He tried to put some calls in and flex a little bit. Not happening. No way I'm getting in. So I just had to you know get back in my for champagne colored Ford Explorer with hundred thousand miles on it um, that my grandpa gave me. It was my grandpa's after he when he died that I got I got willed that. Ford Explorer, XLT, no four wheel drive, two wheel drive, uh, cloth interior. Uh, and so I just hopped in that stinky car. He, it was pristine when I got it and I fucked it up because I was, I was an animal. I mean, it was a full and full on animal at the time. And so I got in that and just drove back to my yellow room. And so I, I was like, I got to venture out. I got to do something that inspires me. So I just started, you know, looking around at different gyms to work and a friend of mine that I that I played ball with that was also acting out in L.A. Uh, was way more successful than I was. He had moved to a, a location that made sense if you want to pursue that career, and was in you know kind of the L.A. proper area. And his roommate that he met at an acting class was working as like a towel guy at this gym called the Sports Club L.A. on Sepulveda Boulevard in L.A. This is kind of world famous gym in the sense that. It used to be, I think it was called The Sports Connection before, but there were tons of articles about it. Uh, The movie Perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, John Travolta, uh, where she's an aerobics instructor and he's a news reporter and he does a story on it. That was filmed there and loosely based on it. And uh, (laughs) the the gym got in trouble because it used to be so cost prohibitive to get in there. You had to pay a... a, initial membership surcharge so people were used to spending about 30 bucks a month on a gym membership 40 75 for a nicer gym this one you had to pay a couple grand just to start and then it was over a hundred dollars a month 150 bucks a month something crazy like i guess now with with the popularity of equinox and all that it doesn't seem that outlandish but at the time it was fuck it might have well you know it was like a fucking car payment it was the down payment you had to pay to get in there and then the monthly, it it truly felt like a car payment getting in this fucking gym. And so his buddy was a, was a towel guy there and was working there. And so he had great stories. Oh yeah, they, it's all valet parking and they'll park Ferraris and, you know, Lamborghinis out in front of this place. And it had all this crazy glass block in front that you could see from the street and a big neon sign. And it was a huge facility with an indoor pool and, uh, you know, stuff of legends they got they got in trouble one time because uh I was saying that it was so cost prohibitive they they had these membership counselors which were the people the salespeople, basically but they were called membership counselors and they uh they would they would gift uh attractive women and models and stuff memberships and then but charge other people that they've deemed not attractive full fare and so I think inside edition or extra One of those current affairs, like one of those extra, maybe not extra, but one of the hit pieces, you know, they wrote a hit piece on them and (laughs) they had, they had the membership guy doing, you know, charging two different prices and they had the footage of it. And so it was real, a real embarrassing stain for them. They got bad press for it, but also kind of good press, you know, it's like, it was supposed to vilify them, but people are like, oh, that's fucking ridiculous. But I want to go there. I want to be where that place. I want to go in that place. Uh, so anyway, I thought, man, there's not a chance of me ever working here, but I might as well fucking try, I, you know, the difference in this experience, in the level of excitement of potentially working here versus 24 hour, four hour fitness for me at the time was staggering. Um, which I, uh, you know, 24 hour, that 24 hour fitness did truthfully feel a little depressing, whether that was warranted or not. Um, it did. And this, for some reason, this felt exciting. So anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to stop right there and we'll, 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 we'll talk some more about that. Okay. Bell babies, Ryan here. I want to talk to you guys about, about your multivitamin. I'm concerned. People ask us a lot what they should be taking for their multivitamin. If it's good to take a multivitamin, it is, you should be taking a multivitamin. You want to be taking a multivitamin. But do you really know what's in that multivitamin you're taking? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough resources. And I don't have enough desire, frankly, to kick down all your doors, inspect your multi, and make sure that you're, you're taking something that's high quality, that's safe, that's going to give you the most benefit. It's scary stuff. There's sugars, there's GMOs, there's synthetic fillers, artificial colorants. They're trying to make, you know, they're trying to dazzle you with how the thing looks. And it, you know, could be bad stuff in there. Not to mention animal byproducts. There's like weird, weird shit, sheep's wool, gelatin from hooves and hides. That's all stuff you might find in that those multivitamins that you could be taking. So that's why we we like this sponsor Ritual. Uh, it's, they're not your typical multivitamin. Ritual is a clean, vegan-friendly formula, and it's made from key nutrients in forms that your body can actually use. There's no shady extras. So they may, pr- you know, these other vitamin companies may promise that they have this stuff in there. Uh, but it's not bioavailable; your body's not absorbing it. Um, you know, but whereas Ritual is making sure that it's it's stuff that your body can actually use. Uh, I so they sent us some, and I've been taking it. I've been taking it for about a week now. It feels great. Feels clean. You know, I like the transparency as to what I'm taking. You know, mine has a lot in there—ten ingredients. Uh, so I know I'm getting some DHA. I know I'm getting some D3. I know I'm getting some K2. Good sources. It's a slam dunk. Comes right to my door. It's convenient. I'm never without a multivitamin now. Ritual is uh formulae with key ingredients that include vitamin D3, and they're going to help you fill the gaps in your diet. Uh, they're also delayed released, so they're going to be they're designed to dissolve later uh, in less sensitive areas of the stomach. I like this because you can take them with or without food. You know, sometimes you know you're trying to fit everything in in one day, and uh, you know your vitamins only you know, you can only take them at this time or that time, whereas ritual you're covered any time of day you want to take it, uh, makes things easier. You guys got to understand the supplement business is like the wild, wild West. The, you know, the food drug administration doesn't regulate it. So, you know, it could be some dummy (laughs) shoving powder in, you know, in the back of his house. You don't know where it's coming from, but rituals got, uh, traceable. So, you know, where they're coming from, you got a visible supply chain and, uh, I like it, the fact that it's designed with different life stages in mind. So they're now available for women, men, teens. Their multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. So wherever you're at, if you're getting them for your son or daughter, cousin, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, yourself, your wife, your spouse, your principal, then rituals got them covered. There's really no excuse why you shouldn't be taking it or why you shouldn't be, you know, giving it to a loved one. It's a good, it's a good gift. It's a good gift. They make the habits easy for you guys. Uh, the healthy habits that is your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Always, always. You can start snooze or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love ritual within your first month, they'll refund your order free. So if you don't like it in the first month, they'll refund you. Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? You deserve to know what's inside your multivitamin. That's why ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash dumbbells to start your ritual today. I want to answer another question. Uh, so this, I kind of like this cause this guy's got a goal. Uh, so let's see here. I'm going to pull him up, pull on this. His name is Lionel 40 year old goal. Hey, staying in Eugene. This is this is hilarious because I always do this. <laughs> this poor guy, I'm sure, just wants to talk to Eugene. Um, but I you know, I'm gonna have... Lionel's just me, but I'll have Eugene weigh in on this when he can. Uh I'm a Filipino dude in LA, turning thirty-eight, end of this November, twenty twenty. And I've been pretty diligent about staying fit all my life. Even bought myself a bench slash rack combo to get through the pandemic times. He's consistently maintaining two hundred and twenty five pounds. Uh, so currently maintaining a 225 pound max bench, a 265 pound max squat and a 275 pound max deadlift for years now. Got a Peloton for, for he and the wife, um, for their cardio. He says, I'm five, nine and a half, 166 pounds. And he says, I'd hover around. I tend to hover around 15 to 20% body fat. I had an idea to commemorate my body by doing a fitness photo shoot at 40 years old, assuming I can keep this up. My plan would be to bulk up in 2021 add at least 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, then spend most of 2022 cutting. Uh, I'm looking for Kumail. uh, I'm looking for a Kumail kind of photo shoot. You know, uh, do you guys know Kumail Nanjiani? He's, um, great comedian actor. Uh, he was in the big sick, uh, and then he's doing, uh, this new movie for Marvel, uh, I don't remember what it's called like it's a big movie with Angelina Jolie and the new mutants or something like that and uh anyway he was kind of a soft guy good looking guy but soft not not known for being in shape this is just in case I'm sure you all fucking know who he is but I'm just saying so everybody knows all right lay off me Lionel I got to let everybody know what's going on here anyway he got himself incredibly fucking ripped for this movie and has maintained it he looks I mean he looks amazing s- stunning lean, ripped. I would say it's, it's like the, you know, the Brad Pitt fight club level transformation. Uh, so anyways, he wants a Kumail kind of uh, photo shoot after the photo shoot. I like to relax and kind of let my body dictate how fit I want to be for the rest of my life. Work more on functional fitness, maybe target a marathon by the age of 50. Cool. My question for you guys, do you think this is achievable? Do you think I should get a trainer? um, any photographers you could recommend. I know this is, uh, this will cost a lot, but I figure it's a good 40th birthday present for me. Thanks for your help. I hope you read this Lionel. This is super cool, man. I'm very excited. This is fine because Eugene, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, so we're going to be checking in with you a lot and, uh, Eugene can definitely weigh in and give you some more insight, uh, from his end too but I, I will say this absolutely achievable, um, achievable for anybody, but your, your timeline is realistic. You have a lot of time, so you can, you can troubleshoot, you can stop and start and still be able to make this deadline. Uh, you also have a great baseline level of fitness, which is the most important thing. It's hard, you know, to, to anybody can make changes and improve their body and, uh, and get themselves in shape. But as far as making, you know, being chiseled, uh, in, in our definition of what chiseled is, we're using Kumail as a a model. Uh, you have to already have a little bit of a pace going. It's, it would be tough to do that from a dead stop, not impossible, but, but really tough. Um, so you already have that pace started. You're going to have to adjust though. And you're going to have to intensify some things, especially with diet scale up accordingly. Um, but you do have time and you do have a good base and you also have good self-efficacy in place. Like you, you, you show up for workouts already. So it's not, it's not, it's not like you're saying, Hey, i I'm currently doing nothing. I'm looking to start exercising seven days a week and completely transform myself for a photo shoot. You're saying, Hey, look, I'm already fucking doing this. I just need to turn up the heat, make some gains, make some cuts and, and get there. So do you need a trainer? I would say, absolutely. You need a trainer you need some level of guidance, accountability, and somebody that is monitoring your workout ongoing over time that's making the adjustments needed. You can absolutely do that kind of research shit on your own. It is possible, but man, if you if you're willing to spend some money on it and some resources, it is great to pull in another mind on that because you know, especially somebody that's done, a, a competition or train somebody for a competition or for a photo shoot before, um, or multiple people, because they're, they're, certain things come up and they'll, they'll be able to adjust accordingly for you. Oh, wow. You know, you're, you know, during this cutting phase, you're, you're losing some legs here. We gotta, we gotta up your protein or we've got to up how heavy you're going or, you know, make these tweaks. Whereas if it's just you, You know, and you haven't been there before, and you haven't tried it before. You might be a little bit of you might be a little bit of a loss as to how to proceed, or you might be you know working hard but not smart. Um, So it's just it's somebody that's got a little bit of a blueprint that that knows the trail and is going to save you time and effort and making and you know make sure that you're focusing your intensity and energy on the right stuff. So there, you know, now is an interesting time too because a lot of these uh, folks uh that you know might have been somewhat unattainable cost wise or distance wise have um adjusted and opened themselves up to doing online coaching uh in in really exciting, uh fleshed out structured ways with good infrastructure. Um and so you can find a great online coach. Um I'll throw one out there right now, Steph Lovato. So we know Steph Lovato through Ben Rogers. Uh she's a Venice trainer, uh bodybuilder, uh fitness model and she has a a company called I am built and she does amazing online coaching that you can kind of you can do her general, you know, where you just pick a body type or a kind of training you want to do and she'll put you in a program and you can follow that or you can do it more tailored to you specifically and your goals, you know, depending on the cost that you want to pay, but it is. It's not cheap, but it is reasonably priced, and that's that involves. You know, you get a full eating program and strategy from her. It's all printable. It changes every week. You take pictures every week, uh, so she's you know monitoring the pictures and then making adjustments based on how your body's doing. Um, and uh, you know Ben Rogers, we know about her through Ben Rogers. He's used her a bunch to do some some lifting programs and program design, and had great luck. I've recommended her to a few other people, really good with nutrition, really good with supplementation, and uh I, I think she'd be excited to kind of work with you on this goal. And yeah, I think that 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 would be your best bet. And if you don't like her, you know, interview a couple, you can do s- simple research on it and, you know, interview a couple folks uh to see, you know, if you want to throw some other names at her. I I just know personally um or anecdotally from you know a couple people that I know that I communicate with that she's been really beneficial for them. Um, and it also seems like it's something that would help you directly specific to what you want to do. Uh, and, and this, you know, the amount of time you have and the goals you have, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then as far as pho- photographer, well, here's an interesting tie in. There is a, uh, a woman that I used to be a trainer with at, uh, sports club LA that we were ta- that I was talking about earlier. And, uh, she, her name's Sarah Orbanic, And, uh, she was a great trainer and was a fitness model for years and years and, uh, incredibly well trained, great physique, super lean, super smart, funny, cool. She went on to become a, uh, fitness photographer. And so, you know, taking pictures, you know, she used to be, she could still be a fitness model if she wanted, but now she's a photographer and she's got, uh, you know, a whole portfolio of people that she, you know, takes pictures for and magazines and fitness magazines, oxygen magazines. I think she's even now transitioned into like high fashion. So probably not cheap, but you know, could knows how to light you and could get you you know, some great, you know, ripped shots when you're ready to go, Sarah Orbanic. Um, she's on all the social media and stuff, good follow on social media, a lot of good looking guys and girls that she photographs. Uh, I mean, there's, I, you know, really dude, there's tons of people you could do for, um, for photography, but, uh, that's, you're asking for names. I'm giving you names. I'm sure Eugene will have some, but she comes to mind just because she, uh, uh, you know, shoots, literally shoots fitness people and is a fitness person. And has a good, you know, history with all that. So you can check out our website, s a r a h o r b a n i c S-A-R-A-H-O-R-B-A-N-I-C.com. Sarah Orbanic. Um, yeah, maybe start doing some research now and, you know, schedule that shoot too. Like that helps kind of motivate you. You need to get a little bit of a ticking clock going. Uh, but I will say this, man, it's going to be, you're going to be, you know, made or broken in the kitchen. And so that's why getting a good eating, eating plan in place uh, will be really smart, especially if you're going to do a bulk and all that shit. And um, that's why I think it would be helpful or beneficial to have somebody do that design for you and work closely with you. So there you go. Uh, keep a surprise, Lionel. I want to hear about it. I want updates. Um, Eugene's going to want to weigh in. Uh, I want to know which coach you decide to pick. This is very exciting, buddy. And I think it's a great plan. Uh, and it is certainly inspirational and you're fucking going for it, dude. I'm a little jealous. You got big rye over here. You got me fucking scrolling Instagram. Meanwhile, Lionel's changing his life, making goals, uh, getting that Kumail rip on. So where do we leave it last? We were, okay. So we were talking about sports club and this, this job I am going to try to get, who knows if they're even hiring, I didn't even know. I mean, I, I was like, how do they even find their train? Maybe they, they audition their trainers or some shit, or like you have to have a manager, you know, get you in there or some shit. So I just, just show up and ask for an application. And, you know, so relatively, they had like a, they had a, a new fitness manager who just started there. And it's, it, as far as the training staff was a relatively small operation, like you're either right for that or you're not. So they maybe had 15 trainers, I think I think the 24 Hour Fitness had a lot more. 24 Hour Fitness is a little more spaghetti at the wall. We'll just get tons of people in here doing. I mean, if you have a pulse, you know, at this time, again, I don't want to offend anybody that's a trainer at 24 Hour Fitness now that's having a great experience and is a high quality trainer. This certainly probably changed a lot now, and they do exist. But at that time, this place was just like if you had a fucking pulse. There's like a weekend at Burn. There's a corpse that was like the top salesman is a corpse this fucking guy you know nobody sells more training than this guy i looked over and it was a fucking corpse ripped ripped physique good teeth um but you know it was a corpse but this guy's fucking you know crushing crushing records uh selling out incredible amount of training uh but did stink uh but you know got people in shape what can you say i mean this corpse did get people lean what am i you know Who am I to judge? You know, corpses have rights too. If you have a, if you're a fucking corpse, you should have the right to train people, um, and get respect and get them in shape. You know, you're offering a service whether you have a pulse or not. You're offering a service, and you should have the right to do that. You know, I don't want to. You know, anyway. Uh, so, uh, this place was less though, fifteen. So I had this. I had a little bit of a story coming in, being uh, a former football player. And I think I kind of fill the void that they were missing there, you know, more of a broy kind of football dude. Uh, they had a lot of more LA type people, maybe. This is just me kind of um doing a little reverse detective work and trying to figure out <laughs> how I how I scammed my way into getting an interview for this job, basically. Uh and so, and you know, to be honest with you guys, the the fitness manager was a little bit of a character. He was a Boston guy, big dude, also played football. So he says, I don't know, He's, a, he's a, this guy's a little bit of a blowhard, uh, a talker, if you will. And uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a bullshitter, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I remember he called me Big Rye. Ah, big Rye, that's his thing, Big Rye, Big Rye. Ah, Hey, training every day, it's training, it's a mecca of fitness, you're training, Big Rye. I can't quite do as boss and I, Hey, hey, let's go for burgers, big ride, go out for some burgers. And like, uh, so anyway, I get in, I get, I, I get an application and get a meeting with this guy. And, uh, I think I just wore, I I mean, I didn't have, I barely had any clothes that fit me. I had just coming off playing football and I'd lost a bunch of weight. So I might've had a giant fucking suit from when I was playing football, like crazy I don't know if you guys ever look up professional bodybuilders in suits <laughs> do that sometime. It's unbelievable. These fucking, you know, 300 pound Mr. Olympia off season guys wearing button up suits and shit. I mean, it's the most wild fucking look ever. It looks like, um, Oh man, I'm trying, I can't even think of what it looks like. You know, it looks like, I don't know, putting a fucking, uh, J- jacket and tie on a torpedo you know like a cylinder or something like a barrel it's like just stuff that barrel in a jacket and tie and vest and a lot of accessories and shit anyway so i had maybe a giant suit so i show so i don't wear that and i show up to my first kind of general meeting with this guy in uh khakis and uh i got you know and like maybe some necklace on or some shit <laughs> some I was trying to pull off at the time some braided necklace and khakis and an open collar and uh so I meet with the guy and the, the meeting does go well and we do have some connections with sports and I do I have that experience you know tr- training the athletes and so they they wanted something that was a there's been a a, a sh- there was a shift in training to you people wanted to be trained more actively. Now I think it was maybe early precursor to CrossFit being so popular. Um, instead of just somebody that's just taking them through, all right, lat poles, okay. Bench. All right. Nautilus, you know, just using these different Nautilus machines or, you know, cable machines. They wanted somebody that could maybe do some barbell stuff and do some functional training. And so they liked that. I had done that program design in college and they liked that I had worked with athletes before and that I could do, you know, I could organize a workout that would be fun and active. And people <clears throat> that were also working out would see that, you know, and think like, oh, I'd like to try that. You know, it's a little bit more fun and and engaging as opposed to somebody that just standing with a clipboard while I I bang out some shrugs or something. So it, all that kind of worked in my favor, but I had to meet with the general manager uh, who wasn't so much a character was basically just the general manager of a giant corporate gym. And so the fitness manager did like me at that point. And he said to me, Hey, uh, you know, you're going to meet with this guy, wear a suit and, uh, and don't chew gum. I'd been chewing gum during this whole meeting. So I did have a little bit of a, like a, you know, and again, this, these fitness managers did like me. I, I so I did have that going for me. And I think they were ultimately good guys, but um you know maybe you know, opportunistic bullshitters, but good guys and so long story short i did I did get to meet with the general manager. I did wear a suit, it did look like shit, but it was a suit did not chew gum meeting went well now this uh this manager was a real fucking piece of work. this general manager wild wild, wild guy named Ray, and uh he. Hi, Ryan. Yes. Ah, uh, right. And I was telling him about what I would do because I had a really long commute. So he's very interested in my commute to work every day. And I told him that I would listen to Howard Stern. And he thought that that was fucking crazy. No, don't. Y- y- you should. No music. No Howard Stern. I just want you to visualize your day. You you, you have a two-hour commute to work. You vis- visualize your day. This guy was real dry, you know, and he was wanted me to just sit in the car. And so I just lied and told him, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I will absolutely do that. I will visualize my day and not listen to Stern, not listen to music. And just, I don't know, just think about training people for two hours while I do the drive. So uh, listen, listen, it was a little bit of a lie, but it did work. And I was, <laughs> I was able to get the fucking job finally. And I mean, this job, I was there for a short amount of time, but tons Tons and tons of wild shit happened while I was working there. Um, I'll give you guys a couple of quick highlights. This guy that worked there, uh, his last name was Rode. I won't give his full name. His last name was Rodenback, and I called him Roadie. And uh, every time I saw this guy, and no matter what you said to him, he's a real happy, jolly guy. And there's always like, uh, you know, real shiny eyes and like a huge grin on his face all the time. Real grinny guy uh i'd say like hey roadie what's up man and he'd be like hey you know it you know it uh that's how he responded to everything i said hey man you going out for lunch later you know it uh and so uh <laughs> i just thought that was so funny <laughs> roadie and so i'd see him across the gym and be like hey you not know not and shorten it down you nut, know it not uh anywhere i saw him shower not you not know And I was doing this for weeks and weeks. And finally he pulled me aside and said, uh, Hey, uh, I don't like it when you do that. So stop. (laughs) a Real awkward conversation with him about me not liking it. Now, did I continue to do it? I might have. (laughs) It was, you know, it was hard to fucking stop doing it. I was so, try it at home, say it at home and see if you can not stop saying it. So I really, I did fucking try and I did feel bad for the guy, (laughs) but it was like impossible not to. And like the guy showed no emotion outside of grin, grinning positivity and happiness, but that shit fucking offended him. Um, and didn't like it. I didn't, he didn't want me. I felt like I was maybe being reductive and didn't want to be just that there was more to him than that. And there was, (laughs) And I do feel bad that I just kind of, you know, I just grabbed onto that. It's hard not to, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to find my own place in the world. I'm sure I have fucking dumb shit that I say. I certainly do. Certainly do. You guys are, you guys are witness to that, you know, as this episode goes on. Uh, they also, so this, this place was strange. It, it, it really needed a makeover. It's since I should say have become, it has become an equinox. Um, They really made it over. It's a, it's a great, it's a great location It's fucking huge. I don't know how many square feet it is. I mean, a hundred thousand square. It's huge, huge two levels. And the layout's really cool. Like I said, indoor pool, indoor saltwater pool and like a roof training area and all this stuff. But it was, it was a little goofy at the time. Like it was a little frozen in the eighties and it had this teal carpet and some kind of funky old equipment you know, most of it was new and updated. The big selling point was they, on all the cardio equipment, they had T, each of them had a TV screen that had satellite, you know, so you could watch whatever you wanted. And I remember thinking like, fuck, I'll never miss a workout again. If I can fucking watch TV while I'm doing the step mill, I will never miss a workout again. And it did, you know, it did, it did deliver. I mean, I did, I was fucking watching AMC and shit, watching Shawshank Redemption on AMC day and night. Um, And that, that was, I think that's a more common thing in gyms now, but I remember thinking that like, this is the fucking future, man. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, but it had this teal carpet and they also had, I, you know, I said, I just threw out a hundred thousand square feet. I don't know if that's how big it was, but it was crazy big, gigantic. A lot of it was fucking racquetball courts, racquetball and squash courts. And they would always try to, they wanted to, you know, do some kind of update. And put some more, we're as trainers, we're always saying, Hey, there's a lot we can make do, you know, with this space here, let's, you know, people aren't using these, let's knock them down and do something. they wouldn't do it because the old guard of members would complain about it. And, uh, so they, they couldn't, they would never, there was always like, okay, we're going to demo these and we're going to put in some more, you know, strength training area, or we're going to put in, uh, you know, a track or something. And people would block it. And so he just ended up having these old timers with fucking the glasses. They would wear the glasses that were like uh, goggles, you know, around their back. And, you know, with their old bodies playing fucking racquetball and squash and everything. And so he couldn't touch those gyms. And I even tried to take clients in there to do lunge, walking lunges and shit. And then the clients would complain about that. And then they had to enforce all these weird rules about uh, spin. Spin was really popular at the time. And so people would hire other people these like rich old people would hire other people to show up and sign them up for the class and then they would like not show up <clears throat> or they would show up late and then there would be a big battle for bikes cuz i mean there's a fucking line down the block for the spin classes and so then they had to enact all these policies to where <clears throat> you had to be there physically for your own bike like you couldn't hire somebody to to write your name in or write your friend's name in and so, but the, every two weeks there would be a, a, a like an f- actual fist fight for a spin bike. You guys would know them as soul cycle bikes now or Peloton bike, but at the time it was called spin and it was you know sensation. It was a real sensation. They also had this archaic system of entering um your workout login. So you had to keep track of all the people you trained and their sessions. <clears throat> so you'd sell them 20 sessions. And it was, you know, it was a lot of money. I remember, you know, people would spend thousands of dollars on these training sessions. And so you have to bill these people and then run their credit card for a thousand bucks or whatever, thousands of dollars. And they had a brother and sister that were the admin people and they kept track of all the books and they, they were the only ones that could do it. Nobody else understood how it worked. And you had to write it on like, you had these, uh, this notepad clipboards with these, grass and you'd have to check all this stuff and then you have the original receipt and write the receipt number and you'd have to save all these papers all your paperwork and then at the end of every month you'd have to go in and meet with this david and stacy a brother sister combination they're like in their 40s in this tiny little back office and they would manually input all that shit so that the people got charged and that you got paid and it was the only way that they that they could do it and so like if they got sick or something, the whole thing, the whole operation was fucked and you know, stuff would go late and you're trying, you're always trying to meet like a deadline and then you would wait, you know, and you try to sign up for like an opportune time and then they would be all fucking stressed out. It was like, you know, busy tax season for an accountant. It was like that every month for these people. And they're like, they're, you know, they both had like real frizzy hair and they're all like fucking stressed out and wild eyed and shit. And their office was a fucking shithole. <laughs> and he had to like, go. and bring like, oh, okay, you know, let's start inputting. And inevitably you're a dumb trainer and would write some wrong information. And then then you would have to start. And then you're trying to pull like the original document, And I mean, it was, it was the most arcane fucking fucked up system for this, you know, state of supposedly state of the art facility. Uh, You'd think it'd all be computer. I'm sure now Equinox has it all computer, like you don't fucking do a thing, uh, you know, on your writing down on like yellow legal pad, but their system and they kept that system for a long time. It was there the entire time that I was there and you know, I think these, and I, maybe like Dave and Stacy, this brother sister combo, they might've just backed them into a corner on it because (laughs) I'm sure they, they just started demanding more and more salary. They were literally the only fucking people that could do it. Like you could not, you could not get training money otherwise. And, uh, and I mean, I, you know, I was, I was total disaster with my, you know, shreds of paper and shit and, You know, it was like it looked like it was out in the sun. And, I, you know, I like spilled protein shake on it. So it was all warped and stuff. And I'm bringing in like loose sheets of paper and sacks. You know, they're like, why don't you just keep it in a binder? Like I'd keep it shoved in a big sack, um, like a big muskox head uh, sack, you know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the stories go on and on. Uh, I'll tell more. You know, I'm sure I'm going to have to potentially fill in uh, you know, and fly solo. I'm going to have a bunch of fun guests come in for you guys. We'll definitely get Erin McGowan back. Uh, maybe she can co-host a few of these with me. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, you can reach us, Eugene and me, uh, at askthedumbbells at com. I'm going to be answering tons of questions, so we'll get to that. I want to thank Lionel and Kojak for their questions and goals and stuff. Lionel, I'm excited for you, buddy. Kojak, I'm sorry I couldn't do more for you on vitamin D. Just you know, make sure you're repping it in the diet and uh, do your best as far as sunshine and uh, you know, get a good high-quality supplement. And also, you can reach us at The Dumbbells uh, across all social media platforms. Ask questions. I want to hear them. We'll answer a lot. I'll try to do at least two or three questions each show. And if you guys are enjoying the show, rate and review it and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we want to hear your reviews. We'll shout you out. I'm compiling them. Uh, you know, for, for some reason, your our metric goes up on iTunes. We can chart, you know, if you guys are, are subscribing and liking and reviewing and all that shit. I don't know how it works. Maybe it's a brother-sister combination working for iTunes. Who knows? You know, they're just like some frizzy haired brother, sister combination. Maybe, maybe there wasn't, maybe I'm just imagining that they're here. I think they had curly hair that they, you know, were, didn't have time to comb because they're fucking dealing with my ass. Um, anyway, maybe that's the situation that iTunes has and that's why it's a a weird system. Who knows? But I uh, definitely want to hear from you guys, uh, on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, whatever he's doing, whatever he's up to, uh, He's doing well. Send send positive vibes. And our our listener submitted questions today. Lionel and Kojak like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between.